is up, fine people? WTF? Welcome to Funkatopia. Uh, and this, I am Mr. Christopher. This is my host, Jeff Page, is in the house. And you can't hear Jeff at all. He's on. He's muted for some reason. Uh, you want to try? You, it's you it's want... love, man. It's love. I figured I'd just keep my voice down a little bit. So, uh, is that better? There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Funkatopia. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get into this interview with the one and only Marcus Thompson from Timex Social Club. <laughs> How you What's doing, up, fellas? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Awesome. How's everybody doing today? How's everybody in the chat? What's up? Hey man, we're Let's glad get it. back. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, man. Appreciate it. But uh, yes, yeah, happy man, to be well, here. I, I, man, this is really <laughs> a, little, a little difficult getting in. A little difficult getting in. The doorman was a little, a little difficult, but uh, yeah, security, yeah, y'all had security measures going on, so. Yeah, it makes me mad. Yeah, it makes me mad. We put a bouncer at the door, man. <laughs> Got name on the yeah, list. sorry, I got a little cold going on today, but uh, I'm not so singing, so well, yeah, so yeah, it's it'll be uh, out yeah, it's it. Uh, we are we're <laughs> glad to have you. Uh, a couple you. weeks ago, we Likewise. had you on board because be. a couple of weeks ago, we had you on board because there were some questions about the song Rumors because it was Susan Moonsey's birthday from Vanity Six and Apollonia Six, and yes, uh, somebody was talking and the hookers. About Right. And the hookers. That's right. The hookers preceded vanity. Um, and you broke into the conversation and you actually went into the chat area and started and, and made it very, very clear. I am the person who wrote rumors for Time X. So yeah. Susan Moonsey was who I was talking about. <laughs> this is the it. hand. This is the, this is the hand right here that, that wrote the lyrics. This hand. Yeah, so we're, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be going over, uh, looking over the the rumors lyrics to kind of talk about that and talk about some of the. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. But man, cool. it is so good, so good to have you on board. And I, one of the questions that I had was, uh, I guess we'll start here. How, where did you come up with the name Timex Social Club? Well, um, so it's a, it's a mix. It's a it's a jumbled name. It's actually a two-parter. Um, back in high school, uh, we're talking about 1981, 1982. We graduated in 83. So I had a crew called the Timex Crew. And we were not really doing music at the time. It was just a, a little moniker uh, to you know, have a little profile on, on campus. Uh, we went to a very, very large uh, high school, uh, Berkeley High in Berkeley, California. So, um, you know, I mean, the student body was crazy numbers. So, I mean, our, our when we had all the, um, um, like uh, had to come for assembly, it was done in uh, a place called the Greek theater. Sorry, not the Greek theater, but it was it was a theater at, at the school where they had concerts. Mm -hmm. That's that's how big the student body was. So we had to like differentiate ourselves somehow from all the other crews on campus. So Timex was 
the name. Now, I thought of Timex because of Morris Day in the Time. I was a big fan uh, of theirs, still am. Um, but this is in the early days. This is cool. Uh, you know, the first album. This is like, um, you know, my stick, cool, uh, you know, get it up. Uh, all that, you know, all that stuff's going on. So we're 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 eating that up. And of course, the, the Prince thing is, is happening in my mind. So I'm like, yeah, man, let's just be Timex, right? Hmm. So then when the music, when we started doing music like in 80, we started writing songs in like 82, 83, somewhere in there. Uh, well, before 83, because that's when I wrote Rumors. But um, anyway, tagged on Social Club, right? So it goes from Timex, the Timex crew. So we drop crew and we drop the. So we drop the and crew. So Timex and then Social Club comes into the, the mix because I'm just passing by these places in town and they're these little clubs where <laughs> these old guys are sitting out playing checkers and chess with each other and, and um, socializing. So I thought that was kind of cool and I thought it sounded cool and I thought it sounded like no other group as well. I didn't want to, you know, try to emulate anything else with Timex was too close to t the time. Mm -hmm. So I had to try to get it, get it out of there, you know, some way, somehow. Um, so, you know, yeah. So I married the two and, um, in the, in the initial recording session of rumors, the, uh, engineer actually said, Hey, what do you guys want uh, me to write on this? Uh, you know, on the box, on the, on the, on the, on the uh, two inch tape, you know, who, who's the artist. So everybody looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I didn't know if we were still Timex or Timex social club. So that's when I told the engineer. Timex Social Club. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so right up until the time of recording rumors, uh, it was still kind of iffy, but um, that's how those two names kind of came about. I just kind of married them together. Yeah. Did you ever, were you ever approached by, um, were you ever approached by, by Timex at all? Did they, did you ever have mm -hmm. an actual watch company? They're saying approach you know, <laughs> or, or yeah, said, approach. <laughs> like in a back alley. Yeah, <laughs> there was a letter. There was a letter sent. There was a cease and desist letter. So if oh. you're talking about that, yeah, but we were we never had a sit down with those guys. Um, yeah, and and you know, that's crazy. We're not selling watches. We're not selling anything in a in a timepiece realm. We're doing music, man. But you know, I mean, you're 18 years old, you're 19 years old, you're 20 years old. You don't know about copy what copyright infringement. How do we infringe? You know, I'm 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 using the street, the street etiquette, right? I'm like, I'm like, man, we didn't we ain't even close to people won't think we're you. You sell watches in a store. We are on the radio, we sing and dance. There's two different but right. yeah, they got bent, man. They was they was hot. They was hot at your boys. They woo-wee. It was like change your name. Stop what you're doing. 
<laughs> and it was so funny because at that time, the fat boys swatch watches had the fat boys. This was I'm I'm talking about stuff way in the past. Sorry, uh, some people are gonna have to Google that uh, or go to YouTube. But that was go ahead. No, they're still out. Yeah, swatches. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. There, yeah, yeah. Well, the fat boys are not so. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was like the early days of music artists endorsements, right? It was the very, very, very early days of that. And I don't think Run DMC had ink to deal with uh, Adidas yet. I think they were close, mm. but, you know, it was that early. So, but the, the Fat Boys commercial was out. It was running. I remember watching it on television and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then so when we got the cease and desist letter, I just shook my head. Man, I'm like, what are these dudes? Why are they so upset? Yeah, we can help them. <laughs> we can help them sell some of these watches. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, it made so much sense. But, you know, like, again, I'm thinking I'm at a street level with with my uh, my thinking. And I'm like, I'm using common sense is what I'm doing. Right. And you shouldn't do that in, in a, in, in a law realm. Uh, but, uh, again, I'm, I'm 21 at this time when all of this is happening. So I'm not a, an attorney. Uh, I don't know. And I don't think we've done anything wrong at, at 21 years old, but, uh, going to a studio and record a hit song. So why are you mad at us? We're, we're topping the charts as well. The record had hit, Number one on the R&B charts by this time. Right. Right. So you're like, you know, again, with the common sense, man, we got so much steam behind this. Why are you trying to tear us down? Yeah. So, yeah, we were approached um, via letter. <laughs> so, so I got a question for you. Um, one of the people. Um, yeah. King asked, and I'm going to clean it up a little bit. They said, were you a fan of Timex or other watches? But I want to clean that up a little bit. Before the cease and desist letter, were you a <laughs> fan of Timex watches? And, and you know, how, you know what happened after that? As far as I mean, you know, we come from the streets and, you know, ghettos of, of you know, the Bay Area, Oakland, San Francisco, that, that kind of ilk. So if, I I don't think anybody was a fan of any watch brand. You know, you you probably get a better answer asking us what kind of cologne we like. I, it wasn't really we weren't focused on a watch brand. It just happened to be a spinoff of the time. And I went with Time X. And not thinking, not ever thinking that. Okay, you got to understand, you, you make demos, right? People go into the studios and they have great ideas for songs. And sometimes those songs are just, they die as a demo. They never, ever make the next step to, oh, this is on the radio now and it's charting. So when we were doing what we were doing, we were having fun. We never thought, oh, this is going to go number one. We never thought, oh, we're going to tour with uh, so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, we're going to, we're going to, um, do this and that. We never, we never, that wasn't in our vision. We were just having fun, right? So right. then everything else that happened afterwards, man, 
it was just the, the gravy on top. But now, oh, now we're in a little trouble, right? So no, I don't, I won't say that we, we had a favorite watch brand. At least I didn't. I think I was wearing a, uh, uh, a Casio. <laughs> Most of us were, right. <laughs> I had, um, with my advance, right, I went to uh, Macy's and bought me a, a, a fresh new Casio. I think it cost about 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Digital. <laughs> Digital with the light. You know, you could pinch it and you had a little light <laughs> light on the side. Man, I was fresh. Man. <laughs> so Casio probably was the watch brand that I was I was uh, a fan of back then, not Timex. <laughs> well, I can tell you, you know, one of the things that was really interesting and, you know, Jeff and I were talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody let me know also if you if you if I'm too hot uh, volume wise or anything on the no. make sure I'm not too hot as far as the, the listeners are concerned. Um, I mean, hot like volume wise. We know the other one. He's hot. <laughs> uh, anyway. He's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. <laughs> Uh, but you know, you guys had a really, really unique sound that kind of, you know, it wasn't anything. It was something very, very different that you guys were doing that was not like anything else that was on the radio. It was kind of, um, it was, it was like taking things in, in a more simplified way that was really, you know, the, the tones were very, very sharp. Um, but and so, the one of the first questions that that we had. Uh, here was from Simon Stone, and he said, "I have a weird Timex Social Club, but what drum machine is used on Why You Treat Me So Bad?" Uh, Ooh, well, okay, go. We'll, so Keep we'll, going. We'll, start, we'll start there, and then kind of, you know, uh, also talk a little bit about, you know, the the sound itself. And, yeah, because that leans in the Club Nouveau side; uh, it kind of bounces between the two. Yeah, so, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get there in a second for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, well, so yeah, we'll clear that up first. So, why you treat me so bad is not our song. Right. It was derived from one of our songs. So the um it was it was it was created from a demo tape that a producer had of one of our songs called Thinking About You. Right. Mhm. Right. Um yeah. But anyway, I'm going to circle back to that later, hopefully. So the drum machine, that's the question. Um, initially, the drum machine was an 808. And that was backed up by a... Did he have another one? No. So, okay, it was initially an 808 on the demos. And we demoed rumors for three years. So I... I wrote it. I came up with the concept. All this happened in 80, 83, the summer of 83, because I graduated in 83. So the summer of 83, somewhere along in there, I wrote rumors and then we started working on it. And if you ever see the 12 inch, it says it came out in 1986. So we had three years of just rubbing on that thing, rubbing, keep polishing keep polishing it, keep polishing it, right? It starts off crude <laughs> and then you keep, you know, perfecting that recipe, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, by the, by the three-year mark, you know, it's old to us. But anyway, getting back to this drum machine thing. So when we went into the studio, 
Um, we took the 808 and we laid down the 808 definitely. And you can hear that it's very prominent in the mix. And then uh, to back that up, it was a Lin. Hmm. So there's two, there's two drum machines on rumors. There's an 808 and a Lin. Wow. So that's what's kicking at the same damn time. Okay. Well, the Lin was very expensive. I, <laughs> Mark, Mark Ronson. The Lin wasn't ours. The Lin was um, brought in to give it, to punch it up. Wow. Uh, Mark yeah, Ronson. The, the only one we had was the 808. Mark Ronson has a special uh, right now. Um, <laughs> I want to say it's is it Apple TV? I think I think it is. It's uh it's called uh see the sound or feel the sound or something like that. But he was okay. talking about drum machines and he actually talked about the Lindrum and that the Lindrum was so popular that the 808s <laughs> came on the backside of the Lindrums. And then the 808s, because they had kind of flooded the market. All of a sudden, people were, you know, turning them into pawn shops and just, you know, giving them up, and then they dropped in price, mm -hmm. and everybody just started, started picking them up, and 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 uh, yeah. just, just, you know. So what was cool about it is that they actually had um, a lot of. You started hearing more and more 808s on, okay. on music and hip hop, so that's the reason why the 808s just started flooding the market. Where where did you pick up your 808? Did you 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 actually own that one? No, no. So <clears throat> our music guy, his name is Alex, uh, Alex Hill. Uh, shout out to him. So all the all of our equipment was owned by Alex. Um, yeah, he had studio at, at his at his apartment, <laughs> one bedroom apartment. <laughs> and so the studio was in the living room, man. Man, I wish we had some photos of that, man. That was that was some great days, man. We sit around the couch. And uh, you know, think of think of tunes, man, and, and you know, play around and, and come up with stuff. But um Alex had that equipment. So I think he bought that from Guitar Center. Wow. In Oakland, California. I, or bananas at large in San Rafael. It was two okay. shops that he he liked. So uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't with him when he purchased it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, shout out to those stores in let's the Bay Area. Talk about, let's talk about these guys here. Give me a little bit of rundown of, mm -hmm. of, of, of this, <laughs> this band we're looking at right here. Let's go left to right on this bad boy after you take a sip of your water. Let's go left oh, to right on this bad boy and uh, talk about the band. Um, that's Alex with the um, with the suit coat on and the, and the brooches, the brooches. You see them brooches on the on the collar, man. Serious. On the lapel, see them brooches, baby. Serious, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, killing it. Uh, so it, it really doesn't do it justice because I that's a black and white photo. Right. So, but anyway, I, I, I you know, uh, next is me. Oh, Mister Serious. Group leader, uh, so that's me with, with the the fingers upside my head. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to be all. I don't know what I'm trying to do there. I'm just trying to get through this damn photo session, I think. And uh, that's my boy Mike. He's a lead vocalist. He's standing right behind me. And then um, uh, 
Kev Mo. Kevin was um, a classmate of ours. Uh, so we all went to Berkeley High. And uh, sorry, let me clean that up. Kevin Moore. But we called him Kev Mo. Mm. Um, not to be confused with the jazz artist Keb Mo. Right. But uh, yeah, that's Kev Mo. K-E-V. Uh, we all went to Berkeley High. Uh, but um, Alex was two grades ahead of us. So he had already graduated, but everybody else was class of 83. Wow. <laughs> so that's us in a, uh, um, <laughs> I was a stylist yeah. for that photo shoot. Um, so, so here's what happened. We, we had the date and uh, we had, you know, the address and everything. And we got our little advance and uh, I wrangled Kevin to go to Macy's with me to, to get some clothes. So we both got white pants and those jackets, um, those little cart, um, you know, collegiate looking jackets. And Michael, Michael was supposed to dress the same way, but something happened. The brother didn't make it. And so we left without him. We went to Macy's without him, got, got our, got our clothes and we showed up to the, um, the photo shoot. Now, Michael was wearing a pink sweater. You don't see it because that's, that's, um, black and white. Uh, Kevin and I, no, sorry, I'm wearing a white, uh, sweater and Kevin has on a yellow sweater. Yeah. <laughs> but see, in the black and white realm, it looks, it all looks white, right? Except for that Casio. <laughs> Except that Casio. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I wish you could zoom in on it, bro. That's that Casio gleaming right there on my wrist. Bling it out, you like man. It is. It is not even twenty four hours old, bro. It is fresh out the box, right? So, uh, and then uh, Alex is wearing a blue blazer, and it's uh, in a like a, a tie. He's got on a think a pink tie. So uh, we were some multicolored individuals on that shot. But uh, what the photographer did is he he took pity on us. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to make a set of color and black and white for y'all. So we went with the black and white because it, it looked more uniform. So so Alex didn't get the 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 memo that you guys were wearing white on this photo shoot. <laughs> no, no. The two brothers were doing their own thing. They didn't want to rock with the with the stylist Marcus T. They didn't want to rock with me, so yeah, I know. But yeah, if I had my way, we'd all been uh, we'd all been wearing those those uh, jackets. So I thought they were fresh. Oh, yeah, so they were if we fresh. happen to get a color version, we get to make fun of it because there is a there is a color version out there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're why. gonna have to go to Google Images to get that much. Yeah, I, I, I did. I went. I went to Google Images and mm. I. Timex social it's out there. and I kept seeing black and white and black and white and I was just like I, I know because I yeah I like to I like to try to bury things but so yeah so if you got you 10 know, minutes you can find it <laughs> so when we're talking about uh you know you're putting the album together um mm. you know you were actually picked up to actually tour with a, a wide variety of bands I mean everybody from from Run DMC and of course Beastie Boys and LL Cool J and you guys were all over the map. 
So, Mike, yes. So before we get into that, and I, because I do want to talk a little bit about the touring process that you guys had, but okay. one of the things that I found interesting, and I just because I don't remember, I was 1986. I was, I was born. I don't, I don't know when I was 16. 16, I guess. No. Hmm. 18. I was 18. It was a 68. So I guess my, my question is, and I don't remember the, the timeline of this because mm-hmm. you guys already have the album done or were you supporting them based on like, just like a few songs or did you, was the album already released? No. So, wow. All of this happened so fast, right? Um, we had definitely the Timex had a, album in the can but it was all demos Hmm. uh we needed time to um you know go into a 24 track and 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 lay lay things down um so yeah we (laughs) we're submitting all these cassettes to the record label and uh you know with the hopes of okay you know we got to get green lit for everything after rumors right because it's like oh we want to you know, we don't want to drop the ball on this, guys. We want to we want to come correct. So we're submitting the demos, even the rough ones, you know, the ones that I'm yeah, I'm just singing a cappella, you know, or there's a drum beat behind me. And I'm just, you know, it's what you call a work print. You know, you, <laughs> uh, Prince uh, did a lot of those, you know, on uh, uh, that uh, compilation they, they released right after his death. They had some rough demos of his, but it's like, oh, that became that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're just firing off everything at them. And then the phone rings and it's the Raising Hell tour. And they're like, do you want to open for Run DMC? Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> at, this, at this time, I'm currently making $4.25 an hour <laughs> at my job. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. Well, how much they paying? What? We'll be right there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we left that decision to the record company and we just took off on the road, man, for like two weeks straight. And then uh, when we got back, uh, they're like, okay, let's start working on the album. Well, I ain't got no income because I quit my job, right? I'm, I'm a star now. I can't be working. I was a security guard. So I can't be, can't be guarding the, the hotel and my records on the radio. Ain't gonna work. I'm a star now, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, I gotta keep the lights on. So it was a lot of pressure, man. So we, uh, we started recording and then the group chemistry just went. It just, it just went into the can. There were so many, uh, people pulling at the group from all sides. You had that Timex letter. You had uh, the lead singer had gone and hired his own personal manager. <laughs> and because um, initially the guy wanted to manage the, you know, the entire group and we had a meeting and we just took a vote and we all Sorry. Well, yeah, we all voted no, all four of us. And I think it was a day later or two days later, I get a phone call from this dude. 
And he's like, yeah, I'm Michael's manager now. So, you know, whatever you guys want to do, talk to me. Don't talk to Michael. I'm like, Jesus. So we got that to deal with. We got the label tripping. You know, they don't want to do certain songs. And then there's money. There's this money out there looming from Russell Simmons, right? There's this money. (laughs) So we try to get back to the tour. So it just... It kind of just got to a little breakup um, at that point. And so Michael stayed home and finished the album. And we went back out on the road because we were broke. Hmm. You know, hey, baby, got to pay them bills. Got to keep the lights on. You know, daddy need a daddy need a a Big Mac and some fries or something. I got to eat. So, so, um, you know, not to mention the other perks on tour. So uh yeah, uh it was a it was a crazy time, man. So Yeah. I, yeah, I the album the album was when we heard it, I wasn't a big fan of the album at all. It, all kinds of stuff had changed because we weren't there. You know, uh three three fourths of the group wasn't there. It was only the lead singer and his manager and the record label. So what you think gonna happen? So everything got like it's, instead of a group decision on on things and group involvement, it got pushed over to like lead singers album, except for rumors. So yeah, it it, it was it, that album. I'm not proud of. <laughs> I'm well, just saying that well, certain people like it, but I, I mean, well, they, much better. Could have been much better. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, rumors was was the big hit, and I think you know a lot of that had to do with the lyrical content, which we're going to talk here talk about here in a second. But I do want to finish. Why? Talking thank about, you. I, I, of course, we're going to tell. We have to. Um, but I do, you know, I am curious about this billing, mm. just because of how you feel about this particular billing. We're talking about now, <laughs> as a child of the '80s. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, sir. And the '70s too, obviously. But in yes, hip hop at the time, like I was a huge Run DMC and LL Cool J, Houdini, uh, and Houdini. I mean, all of them were fantastic. I just, I still can't wrap my head around how you guys were were fit into this mix. How did the crowd? I didn't see this tour. I would have loved to because this was a this was a <coughs> badass album. Raising Hell was fantastic. Yeah, uh, and. But I'm kind of curious, how was the audience reception? Because, I mean, did it even cross your mind? I mean, obviously, when you're asked to tour with somebody like Run DMC, you're like, you know, you're like, whatever. Yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, but did you, <laughs> yes. did you have any doubts at all about, you know, how you're going to fit into this mix? And then what was the audience reception like on this tour? Wow, man. Um there was no hesitation from us Obviously. initially to go on that tour. Right. All you had to say was run DMC. Mm-hmm. That was it. Now, when you add Houdini, friends, freaks come out at night. Right. I'm a hoe. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Right. And, and, and then you, you drop <clears throat> LL. Now the beasties, at that point, they weren't really that established, but they were more established than us, right? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's let's get this, man. 
I but but here's the thing: we don't rap, right? Right. That's what I'm wondering about. The only thing that I could think of I was like, well, you know, Houdini, they kind of they rap a kind of sing. Yeah. So there's gonna be some hooks sung at this, uh, you know, at the concerts. You know, um, some of their songs are, you know, very, very, you know, R and B ish. So I'm like, okay, this can work. This is good. Let's do it. Let's do it and see what happens, right? So yeah, the billing from the start was kind of uh, crazy, but I think it was going back to Simon's question earlier. I think it was, you know, when you drop the needle on rumors and you hear that 808. Yeah. And you know, you know, that's a hip hop beat. You know, that's a hip hop drum machine. There is no doubt. And I haven't really researched this, but I'm not sure if before us there had been another R&B record that large that had a hip hop drum machine on it featured that, that prominently, you know what I mean? There may have been some percussion or something in the background. It may have been um, like middied up where, you know, yeah, it's running underneath, uh, you know, these might be like Simmons drums uh, or, or something like that, that they're using, but, you know, and then in the back and in, in the mix, there's a little ding, 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 you know, something like that, a little, little, rim shots or clouds or, or whatever but in in our case that mix that hip-hop drum machine was mixed up so high and so loud when you drop that needle it's like this is hip-hop it just screams three urban gritty and then you add you add michael's vocal on top of it and it's not a luther vandross it's not it's not a, a Jeffrey Osborne. He's not crooning. He is yelling at you. And then the way I wrote it, I'm not a rapper, but the way I wrote it, you know, the cadence. Mm-hmm. How do rumors get started? It started by the jealous people. And now that's basically rap. It is the cadence of it, the timing of it, the way the lyrics drop on you know and, and carry over over the beat so i think that was the logic yeah and i, so, I think that i think absolutely that that makes that makes a lot more sense and of course you got the beastie boys in the mix too we we've, we neglected to we neglected to <laughs> yes. the beastie boys adam so, adam and mike <laughs> so are you um i'm sorry jeff page i know you, you had a question but i, I want to get this out before I, before i forget it who, what was, were you the opening act or were the Beastie Boys the opening act or how, what was, what was the lineup? So this was a, this was a Rush Productions tour. All mm. except us. <clears throat> Every act yeah. on that, on that uh, tour was managed by Russell Simmons. Mm. Yeah. So, so they to- shoved us to the front. Yeah. They shoved us to the front. So, and then to make matters worse, right? Here's the joke. So we're 
we're rising up the charts. We're we're in the top ten. We're in the top five. We're killing it, right? And we're coming to your town, right? They put us on first. And you know black folks ain't on time to no concert. <laughs> Little CPT. Got it. <laughs> so the ticket stubs say the show started at 730, player. <laughs> well, I'm pulling up. I'm in the parking lot. It's 725. We can make it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Man, by the time we by the time they got in there, we was off stage in the damn uh uh dressing room eat, eating snacks, man. So you performed the cricket. A lot of folks never saw it. Yeah. We was the bait. We was we was the bait. <laughs> we were, I was gonna see Tavik. And they were like, Well yeah. The white boys up here first. I mean, well, I know they're coming on next. As soon as they go off, it's LL turn. It's like, as soon as they go off, it's, it's Houdini. And it's like, well, damn, did we miss him? Yep. Oh, man. Because <laughs> we don't have an album. So we only had 10 minutes. Our, right. our set was 10 minutes, man. So you had but mentioned. It started on time every night. Oh, I'm sorry. It, every night. It started on time. Then Them shows were ran like clockwork. It was, it was the best concerts we had ever been a part of because they, they never dragged, you know, it started on time. No, if, ands or buts. It should be. Yeah. And you were only 10 minutes. So <laughs> you got to enjoy. <laughs> right. Good night. And then it's intermission. And then they walking in they got their popcorn and hot dog. And, you know, they didn't bought the t-shirt and everything. And then they sitting down and they want us to come on, baby, we gone. Mm. Got my money. I'm in the dressing room. <laughs> so, so how much money? Oh, I was sad. I don't know if this is this is too much. For to, some people, it's a little bit different time now, obviously. <laughs> but how much were you making per show? Just out of curiosity. Ooh. All right, this is just gonna sound real crazy right now. But back then we was we was eating it up. So we started out at three G's, man. Three G's for ten wow. minutes. Wow. Really? But we had to we had to split that between four guys. But I'm saying I, it, it no. was more money than I was making at the job, right? I'm making four twenty-five an hour back then. So yeah, I don't care what it is, as long as it's it's over what I'm making. Right. You know how hard it is to make that now for a forty-five minute show for a for an artist? Say what? But, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually have uh, yeah. Well, Jeff Jeff was saying is now how hard that is to make now because I I have um I used to be I I used to perform quite a bit you know doing regional mm. stuff. Okay. But, yeah, I mean local bands and live bands right now they they can play, you know, three and a half four hour sets with with a break in between obviously at, at like a bar and the whole you know you're not even you're not even clearing a grand. That, that has to be split to up fight for that three grand now even so. and th that's in two that's in 2024 <laughs> well we did we did get a bump in pay when we when we came back after that little two-week break um we negotiated very hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh so they bumped us up to five g's but here's the thing here's the thing i don't think we were making one night we had to work for the bus. So the first two weeks we went out, we went out, we rented our own van from Hertz. 
<laughs> and now we driving across the country in this van from her. It's got two gas tanks. Man, this is hilarious, dude. You ever drove through Texas? <laughs> no, I have not. I've flown over it. I've never. Don't do it. <laughs> it was the longest trip. I mean, you got some stinky brothers in the in the damn van. It is a huge. Ooh, You're like, damn, man! Can't wait to get to the hotel. Um. So, so, so the first leg, we get in the three Gs, but we got we got this van rental, right? Because we we can't fly. We got we got to ride to the next town. So we trade that in, and then when we renegotiate, we said we want a and we want a tour bus. So they say, okay, we get your tour bus, but uh, we ain't paying for it. <laughs> How much is the tour bus? Oh, uh, the tour bus is, uh, what was the tour bus? Two Gs a week. Something like that. Sure. So yes. I, I just remember it rounded out to um, one, of the, one of the shows we were working for the bus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn, this, you know, but we was we was looking smooth though. We rode up in the bus. We had our own tour bus. You know, we had a little clout this time out. Well, we was you know we looked like everybody else out there. But uh, yeah, man, that was crazy. So yeah, we did we did go from three to five. But when we got to the five, we still had a little kickback. AC. At least you could afford AC this time. <laughs> Oh, we had AC in the rental. It was just, it was the proximity was was killing it. You know what I'm saying? Now in the tour bus, you can you can go way in the back and get away from somebody. Or, you know, they got a shower on the bus and you know bathroom. You can keep rolling. We got our own driver and everything, so it was a better situation, but it did cost. So you you alluded to it earlier, and so uh, one of our yes, listeners popped the question. So we gotta know, man, what perks. <clears throat> were you referring to on the tour? Somebody wants the tea. <laughs> uh -huh. Lisa, Lisa, wants, Lisa wants the tea. Make sure All the right. wife's not in the room. Who, who, who is it? Lisa? Lisa LaBeouf, yes. Lisa. All right, Lisa. Well, you've heard you've heard stories, so uh it's it's all brothers in the band, it's all brothers in the group. And uh, you know. All right. Ain't nobody that ugly. <laughs> and we did go up first. So we had our choosing, a picking. You know what I'm saying? We go up first. We we get the sweat off. We you know, go back there, change, get fresh again. And them brothers is up there working. Now we got, you know, we can we can spot a crowd. We can we you know, we picking and choosing out here. So uh there were uh, there were groupies. There were there were groupies. Right. Um there was uh, a lot of free things given, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a drug person, but uh, I do drink, so you know I rarely had to buy my drinks. Um, yeah, but it was it was sex, drugs, and rap and roll. Uh, but yeah, just just let your mind wander there, Lisa. It's it's. Uh, I'm just <laughs> glad. I always say that I'm glad TMZ wasn't around back right. then. Right. <laughs> Your boy might have been. Clink, clink. <laughs> These are not rumors. <laughs> now, with that said, 
if you want if you want the real tea, it's in this book right here that I wrote, How Do Rumors Get Started? The True Story of Timing Social Club. <laughs> yeah, and, so and just, uh, you can yeah. get the audio version if if you if you want to listen to it in your car, you can get the audio book. If you want to thumb through it, you can get the paperback. It's on uh, Amazon and uh, yep. other retailers out there. And matter of fact, but I go deeper. Yeah, matter of fact, if you want to get the book, we actually set up a, oh, a great link. So, Funkatopia dot com slash Timex. So f u n k a t o p i a dot com slash Timex. That will take you right Thanks, to the sir. Amazon page where you can actually pick up the book. Um, Thank you, yeah, sir. Yeah. So we'll, we'll make sure that we. So yeah, Lisa. The, you know, if you want the if you want the entire cup of tea, that's how you get it. <laughs> so, so right uh, now, I'm just gonna let you let your mind wander a little bit. But uh, we did indulge. We did indulge. There were a lot of free things given. Now I remember you were talking about. Um, I had read before that when you were in the process of making this demo and kind of going through the process of making this demo, that at mm -hmm. one point in time you actually gave that demo to the one and only Jesse Johnson. So can you tell the story about, you know, meeting Jesse, mm -hmm. how that went and eventually how you, know, you ended up getting, getting tied, tied in with Moore's day. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me try to be fast on this. Um, it is 1985. I am lying to my mother. She wants me to go to college and I'm giving her the classic. I'm doing my music, mom. If it doesn't, if it doesn't pop in the next year, I'll go, I'll go to college. But right now I'm concentrating solely on my music. I got blinders on as all I'm doing. So she went for that. <laughs> So anyway, um, I'm sitting at home. It is a Saturday morning. The phone rings. It's a friend of mine, uh, DJ from high school, Terry Ward. Shout out to T Ward. T Ward is now the manager of, at the time, he was the manager of, I think it was Tower Records, a Tower Records that was located in downtown Oakland. Gets on the phone. Marcus, um, Y'all still trying to uh, do something with that record? Yeah, blood. Yeah, we can talk. What, what? Yeah, what's up? Uh, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm at the store now. I'm the manager. Blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Jesse Johnson coming in today for an autograph session. Hmm. <laughs> what? When? What time? <laughs> uh, he's gonna be here by an hour. Slide through, man. Maybe maybe uh maybe you can give him the tape. Make make you know maybe something to happen. Click. I'm dubbing tapes. I'm dubbing I'm, Where's a blank? I'm dubbing. I can't give him the original. So I, I dubbed the tape. I wrote my name, the group name, Timing Social Club on it, phone number, everything. I'm prepared, right? Everything you need to do. Slide up there, running, 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 catch a bus, whatever I'm doing. I'm, I'm getting there. I get there. There's a line of girls. <laughs> <laughs> out the back of the store. Now the store isn't open yet, but I spot T Ward, and I'm like, "T T T, it's me, it's me." He said, "Come on, come on, come on, come on." So he gets me to the uh, like the uh, second or third in person in line, right? So I'm behind these females, right? So I go, they go in. It's all you know. They they just all oh, they're losing. They you know. They minds, right? It's Jesse Johnson, you know, he's he's got the the ruffles and the hair is doing what it's doing. 
and it's he's wearing all pink. I mean, he's straight off the album cover, right? He looks just like the album cover. And then his boys, the band, are, are, there's like two on this side, two on the other side, or three or whatever. And it's a whole impressive table, right? But anyway, these girls are losing their minds over him. So they go, okay. Other girl goes, other girl goes, now I'm next, right? So now I get up there, right? And he's looking for, I see him when I'm approaching. He's looking for a record because he wants to sign my record. I don't have a record. So I have this tape. So I get at him straight up, man to man. I look him right in his eye. Jesse, what's up, man? My name is Marcus. I got this group, Timex Social Club. Man, we we tight. We tight, man. Check out the tape, man. Check out the tape, man. We we got hits, dude. You know, we we love to be down, blah, 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 blah. And give it to him. Now, he's very confused at this point because he's like, I ain't come here for this. I can see it on his face. But I'm trying not to buy into that. I'm like, yo, I'm serious. I'm here to let you know I'm serious. I want to be down, right? We want to be signed. So I can't get into the, you know, thing that he's, he's you know, look, he looking down or whatever, uh, uh, you know, kind of, you know, why are you wasting my time kind of look. So I'm like, yo, if I come off very confident, <laughs> perhaps this man, you know, in, you know, when he has a little time in the limo or tomorrow, or whatever, we'll listen to this tape. So that's what I did. I was straight up eye to eye, blah, blah, blah. I said what I had to say, gave him the tape. He passed it to a band member. Peace, two fingers. I'm out of there. Stage left. And so I leave there. I'm on cloud 10, not even on cloud nine. I'm like, I met a member of the time. Right. I just shook yeah. this brother's hand. Yeah. I was eye to eyeball with this brother face to face. And now he has my music in his possession. He has got to call. This is heaven sent. The Lord has sent this. This, this is the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's too many there's too many there's too many things that happen for this not to come true this is my dream and to be signed by a member of the time the band that we love oh that would right so anyway i go home wait by the phone day one nothing <laughs> day two come home look at the answer machine back when we had the answer machine Ain't nothing blinking, no lights blinking. I'm like, all right, all right. But every day, man, I would come home. I'm still waiting for Jesse to call. <laughs> Isn't it funny that we, you know, Jeff, Jeff Page, you know, we've, we've all been in bands before, and we've all been yeah. down this road with the demo tape, where we get it into the hands of somebody that we think is going to be able to do something for us. And you yes. got your phone number, you got the promo pics, you got everything. You even go home and you re-listen to the tape and say, this is how we're going to hear it. You're like, oh, let me, let me envision how he's going to how he's gonna hear the tape that I just gave. It's like, oh, man, this, this is going to happen. And and then just like you say, day one goes by. Day yeah, two. right. <laughs> it like, happens like that every single time. It's like so it's funny when I saw that movie Hustle and Flow. <laughs> There's a scene in Hustle and Flow where um, Terrence, Terrence Howard's character gives Ludacris's character a, a demo, and the demo gets tossed in the toilet. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Jesse probably did that to me, man. <laughs> My tape is probably in the toilet, man. That's crazy. But yeah, that, that movie was, that movie like brought it home to me. I'm like, that's probably what happened. Yeah, and th- there's only one one time that I actually knew what happened to the tape when I met Randy Travis at his house. Oh, okay. We went on a, we went on a tour of Nashville and we drove yes, by his house. And I remembered where his house was and I wow. went back to his house and he had wow. home. And he answered, the door. he answered the door and I gave him the tape and I told him all about the band and everything. And, and I looked, I looked out on the floor oh. next to the door. <laughs> I, and I saw this trash can next to the door. <laughs> and he did not put it in with the door open. But literally, I'm telling you, he was like, oh, he was like, oh, I appreciate it. Like, listen to it. And as the door is closed, I could hear that cassette tape hit the floor. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I didn't even go listen to it. God damn. It's kind of stalkerish if you're ringing his doorbell. That's I know. I, I yeah, know. dude, you bold, man. You gotta be you bold. bold. You could have got you could have got that guard dog on you. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> you it, you know <laughs> uh, pit bulls after you, boy. <laughs> yeah, somebody uh, asked us. Wait, he didn't have a. Uh, there wasn't even a gate or anything. He just walked right up. I know, but I, I'm just. Uh, somebody asked a question, and I don't know what the answer to this is. But this is where does Jay King come into the story? He was the uh, the <laughs> he was the. Uh, uh, president of the first label uh, that Rumors appeared on. Gotcha. Uh, rumors uh, was recorded uh, in 86, uh, January 2nd, January 3rd, my bad, 1986 in Richmond. Uh, so Jay heard the tape. Uh, so Jay was in the position of Jesse Johnson at this time, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jay heard the tape and liked it, and that's when the phone rang. That's when my phone rang. That's when I got a a a, a, a message, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, ah! right, right. Is somebody, somebody, somebody is called, <laughs> wanting it to be Jesse, but it was Jay. I guess it was another Jay, right? Jay, Jesse, Jay. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the song. Blah blah blah. I want to record it. Um, you know, want to talk to you brothers, blah, blah, blah. So, um, that's what happened. And it came out on J records. Um, I think it dropped in March, something like that, March of 86. And by, by May, it was, it was killing it, man, on the charts. So that was record company. Number one, I'll try to be fast record company. Number one, J records never gave us a contract. We didn't have one. It was a handshake. Uh, but, you know, the story is, you know, I'll get you guys. I'll do, you know, we'll make this happen. So we waited and waited and waited. Uh, then there was a, you know, we kept stressing the him. And so he came up with a letter of intent. <laughs> sign this. I intend to sign you to a contract. Right. But all the all the while, the record is now charting on actual AM radio stations. Mm-hmm. It's now being played, excuse me. Uh, and now it's charting in Billboard and Cashbox magazine. It's charting. So I'm like, wait, what? We need a contract, man. What's right. this? Some money uh, flying around out there. Now at this time, my car don't start, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I got a record on the radio. 
<laughs> and like I said, I'm making four twenty-five an hour. I know, boo-hoo. But the fact is, my record's on the radio, and I got to catch the bus to work. Right. <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right. No. So record company number two came, and that was Daniel Records. And uh, they stepped up. They gave an advance, although it wasn't a lot of money. <laughs> they funded a video. They put us in a 24-track. The album came out. Uh, things started moving on, on the second record label, and we had a contract. We had a very bad contract, but <laughs> it was a contract, whereas record company number one didn't provide a, uh, a contract. If they had, we would have signed it. Did, did you get your so rights? That's back? where he came. Did you get I'm your rights? Did you get your rights for the song Rumors, or <laughs> is, it, is it still locked, locked and key? It is still. It's still, mm -hmm. That's all you got to say. Is it still? Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, yes, royalties are being paid. Yeah, I, right. well, I just yeah, thought, but I mean, there, there's so much missed money out there. We'll never get that. Yeah, because I, I thought that the rule was is that once it Jeff Page, isn't it 30 years or something like that? Then I guess it has to. I guess if it's written into the the contract in perpetuity, it doesn't matter. But Right. Um, but I yeah. thought it was, it was something similar along those lines, but I guess it's not what it is. Yeah. I've spent so many, so much money on lawyers since day one. It's ridiculous. My God. And, and nothing's, the needle hasn't moved. It's, it's, uh, it's like I shouldn't have even hired an attorney. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not sitting up here bitter. I mean, uh, you know, I, I went on to produce and record other groups and other songs and mm -hmm. other projects and you know dj for people and you know you know but this is a story that a lot of artists have it is not a it is not a, a time to get you know all sappy and, and you know let's start crying about it and, i mean it was worse for people like little richard yes the architect the architect <laughs> uh, you know, we can talk about Motown, and mm, yeah. but uh, yeah, you know, things are written, contracts are written for the record companies' benefit, not for the artist. All right, let's. I know people want want us to talk about. Actually, I have one more question before we start. I want to go over the lyrics or rumors real quick for those who who may yes, have a, a couple weeks ago. But I have one more question. Um, regarding uh, Jam Master J. I know that you, at one point in time, oh, yeah. I guess, uh, uh, maybe it was during the, the touring period where Jam Master J really kind of, you know, helped you helped you along in, in a variety of different ways. Can you explain yeah. your relationship with Jam Master J and what... Um, what oh, man. Um, day one. I'll be real quick. Day one, we get, we get to the... Um, the first auditorium, we're late. We're late. And I go into all of that in the book. But we're we're several hours late. I mean, we're we're really close to showtime. I uh, I think the showtime was 7:30. We get there like four. We're cutting it close, man. We we I mean, nobody is happy to see us because they're like, yo, we wrote y'all off. Sound check was at two. Wow. Um, so the first impression thing was blown, right? So we like, oh my God. 
how do we get out of this? Because we want people to like us, and this is our first, <laughs> this is our first gig. Why were you late? <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, we'd be here all night, man. But it's all in the right. book. It's we'll in the book. We let, we we had some complications. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, people are people, and uh, people do kind of what they want to. You tell them to be somewhere sometime, and then they go okay. And then they're not. So anyway, I, I it was out of our control, but uh, we made it. We got we got there. We got to Arizona. We we were there. So uh, this Jam Master J thing. So we walk in and uh, we're backstage. We're walking backstage and we're looking around. You know, the auditorium is empty, and you know, there's just random people walking around. There's there's uh, roadies. There's people doing lighting stuff and. So we're trying to find out who the boss is. And then we see him. There's Jam Master J and he's walking directly to us. Hey. So I'm thinking, oh, he about to cuss us out. We really about to get it right now. And he gets close and we just kind of do this like, oh. Because, you know, he's a headliner. Mm-hmm. With opening act, you don't want to mess that up, right? So we're like, let's just brother talk. <laughs> so he sticks out his hand in the nicest, most. Hey, y'all! I'm Jam Master J, man. Uh, y'all, Timex. Nice to meet y'all. Icebreaker. Everything melted at that point. The tension was gone. The anxiety is gone. Wow. And we're like, oh, my God, this brother is so humble. Because he didn't have to do that. He could have just looked at us, looked at us and kind of went the other direction. Like you chumps, you late, you know, kind of thing. Right. And he would have had a right to. He's a he's the, the headliner. That's right. And for him to stick out his hand. Shake our hands. Ask us our names. Wow. And then introduce himself as Jason. Wow. So from that point on, you know, he was kind of like, you know, big brother on tour. You know, if we needed anything, blah, 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 hit him up. And he he was That's he was funny. so down, man. He was so humble. So when I heard the news that he had been shot. Devastating. I was. I couldn't believe it. I mean, who would want to harm him? Right. I mean, now I don't hang out with the brother. I don't know. I don't know his entire, you know, persona. But I mean, I I do remember spending those three months with him, and there was never uh, a problem towards us. He had he had our backs. You know, so. So yeah, rest in peace, JMJ, and uh, a real true, um, a real true friend. Wow. Yeah. You know. All right, let's do it. Yep. Let's, let's talk about rumors, uh, because okay. that's obviously the song that you guys are most well known for. And so, yes, sir. We, we already cleared up the rumors <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. a, a few weeks ago, but for those who missed it, we're gonna do it again. Uh, since you know these rumors are started by jealous people, 
<laughs> and they get mad about something they had and then somebody else is holding, you know. Now, right there, I want to stop you. All of that doesn't rhyme. I know. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Mr. Writer? <laughs> I know, right? Right? Now, look, when I was writing that, it fit. The shoe, it actually fit in the shoe. It, it, and, and it, it sounded it, good. It but it don't rhyme. I got better. Yeah. I got better after that. I did. My songs started to rhyme. Everything, every, you know, every line started to rhyme. <laughs> but <laughs> excuse me, nobody seemed to care. Right. They sing the hell out of that first part. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so how long? Yeah, I wish I could have had that one back, but uh, it got out, it got on tape, and it got pressed on the wax, and it's forever <laughs> part of that song. How long did the rumors out when you guys started touring? I know I don't want to go back, but I, I do want to ask that. How long had yeah. rumors been out? Or, or how long did you have to be well, on the tour when people started singing along? Uh, rumors, I think it started charting you know, being played on the radio and actually being uh, charted in Billboard when I saw it, because that's when Jay called me and he was like, Marcus, uh, if you can get a uh, copy of, what do you say, radio, records and radio. It's like, I never heard of that, that magazine, bro. So I went up to the uh, newsstand and I got a copy of it and there it was. It was being played in Texas. So I think that was around March of 86. And we started the tour in May of 86. So from March to May, that's when, the, you know, it got some steam behind it. And um, I've been, you know, but you never know. You can have a you can have a record play on the radio and just never get past the top 20. Right. right. But it's on the radio. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't make it a hit. It just makes it radio worthy. So to watch that record climb, I think it entered the charts in the 80s, like 82 or number 81 or something, and then watch it go to number one. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, I think um, what you're looking for is May of 1986 is when it when it was like everywhere that's when it was and and i want to say the club play helped it tremendously because every dj i come across with it like man i had two three copies of your your joint yeah I, I had like at least two maybe three copies in my in my crate because that's almost so high i i you know i didn't want to scratch it or if it did get scratched i'd just move on to the next copy I'm like, dang. So, you know, for DJs to tell you they got multiple copies of your joint, you ain't mad. Right. Yeah, it was hot. It was it, it got hot around, you know, by the by the time we got on that tour, we we were definitely people knew who we were. You know. Wow. So let's move to the verse, the 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 main verse that everybody's like, who's that? Who's he talking about? Obviously yeah. <laughs> the, the first one is the, the biggest interest. 
to Prince fans, obviously, you know, did you hear the one about Susan? She's some say she's much too loose. That came straight from a guy who claims he's tasting her juice. Yeah. Uh, which Susan are we talking about there? Well, that's that's Susan from Vanity Six. It, 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 maybe there's learning. no there. There's not two Susans. What's so the, there's who, Tina. Yeah, or Tina. Tina. Tina is the first. Yeah. Tina. Tina. Okay. That, I'm on that. Yeah. Tina. So there's there's two women and a and a guy in that that whole verse. So right. there's Tina, Tina, Michael, and Susan. Right. I ended so, with Susan. Yeah, Tina. I'm sorry. That's my bad. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I get for copy and pasting. So who are we talking about with Tina? We're we're talking about with Tina, right? Okay, uh, a classmate of mine uh, that that I went to school with. No last name. <laughs> 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 but there were some rumors about her. Mm. Well, some you know, loose some loose rumors. Well, and there's there's always uh, you know, there's high school is high school. <laughs> There's always gonna be yeah. there's always gonna be the Tinas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what makes sense. And then <laughs> and then Michael is of course Michael Jackson. I don't think I even had to clear that one up, but I I want right. to. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Michael Jackson, did you hear the one about Michael? Some say he must be gay. I tried to argue, but they said if you were straight, he would move that way. Yeah, well, there you go. And then, of course, the big one. Did you hear the one about Susan? Some say she's just a tease and a camisole. She's six feet tall. She'll knock you to your knees. Yes, um, sir. So and I, who was the Susan that everybody thought it was? What was her name? Um, they thought it was a model named Susan Anton. Right, Susan Anton, because she was almost six foot tall. It right. was quoted. Somebody wrote it in an article. I, I don't remember the newspaper or publication that did that. But as I was saying on the show previously, no one ever called me <laughs> when you want to when you want to when you want to check with the person that wrote it <laughs> right, exactly. instead of assume. You know what happens when you assume, right? So I was never, you know, if they were fact checking, they had check with the author. Right. Exactly. So they didn't. They ran with that, and that got out. So yes, again, I'd like to clear that up. Susan, well, Vanity Six, the Hookers, and uh, Apollonia. Apollonia Six. Yes. Yeah, so, and I think what was what was a throw off. And it, it, here's the thing: you got Vanity Six and Apollonia Six, and while they were all lovely to look at back in the day, I don't know <laughs> anybody outside of Vanity and Apollonia. There was a lot of people who just didn't know the names of Brenda. Or, or Susan at that time. Obviously, we did. Really? <laughs> right? okay. But the most, but there's a lot of people who may not have known some of them. And of course, the other throw off is the six foot tall because Susan Moonsey <laughs> is not six foot tall by a long Well, time. that's what I was trying to explain in, in, the, uh, in the thread on Facebook. Um, <laughs> that sounded better than she's five foot three. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but three, right? I don't, I, she's five foot five. She's, I don't I don't know her height. She's five foot five, two seven. I don't know. I don't there's 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 nothing on the liner notes of how tall those those ladies were. So there you go. When I was when I was writing and going over everything, she's six feet tall. Not get to your knee. 
Oh, that that, that flows. That flows. Yeah. So Tall the yeah. That's when it it got, as you would say, larger than life. <laughs> but it it worked. It it actually worked. I liked it. Um, never had a person complain about it. Not not sounding good. Right. Uh, so the only the only issue was who is it? So I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take who is it over. Man, that's uh, <laughs> what kind of line is that? So, <laughs> right. What you writing, bro? Six foot tall. You should have you should have said blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so nobody's ever corrected me on 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 uh you know how it sounded how it flowed yeah so you know so. you said that the 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 band broke up and so this brings up the next question obviously is the club new nouveau yes yes sir because this is this is a really interesting story because i'm going to be honest with you this is this. I'm embarrassed, but I, I knew the names of the bands. But when I think mm. of when I thought of rumors, and then mm. I thought I was like, oh, what's that other song? Oh, I also did Lean on Me, and I, then I I was like, wait a minute, no, who did that? And, and I and then, and then it began as I started to kind of do some research. I did realize mm. that that there's a reason why a lot of people kind of mix those bands together, right? And especially when you look at the artwork again from Club Nouveau, it's and a whole another uh, yeah, a complete a complete. I, I don't, let's, let, let, let's talk about this this whole scenario between Club Nouveau and and Time X Social Club and, and how this came to be and, and of course you got well how was that UL and everything so yeah so let's, let's so I, yes sir. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll try to be fast on this. So, uh, first thing I want to say from my point of view, there's, there's no beef between Timex and Nouveau. A lot of people think that we got beef, you know, because there was a, this, uh, whole series, um, called rat beef, uh, uh <laughs> maybe about 10 years ago or whatever. And they, they went back and was like, this rapper didn't like this rapper back in the day. And, uh, so no, you won't see us on R&B beef. Um, but so it goes back to the first question, you know, how did Jay get involved? So Jay is a leader of uh, Club Nouveau, but he was at the time when he was involved with us, he was uh, the president of Jay Records. Right. So uh no contract blah 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 <laughs> we go we got signed by a different label uh than his so this is just my point of view not his so you know he probably have a different take but i think he was upset that his group timex got stolen because he didn't have his paperwork in order that's that is a that is my point of view it makes sense so he had demos we had given him demos of some of our songs one of them being thinking about you 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, again, my point of view, this is, you know, in my opinion, I wasn't there. I think that it was decided, hey, we don't need those guys. We'll do it ourselves. So a group was formed to mimic our sound. And it consisted of three people that was actually in the studio with Timex Social Club when we were doing rumors. So one of the people, Jay, the other the other two people, uh, Diddy and Tommy, who went on to uh, produce In Vogue and, and a lot of other groups. Mm-hmm. So you take those three people and you say, how can we emulate rumors? How can we emulate that? Okay, well, we know what instruments were played. We were there in the studio with those guys. Uh, So now we just need to get a singer that can rival their singer. (laughs) And we'll put this whole thing in and we'll we'll create a new group and we'll name it. We'll even name it close with club in the name. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And we'll go to a different label, Warner Brothers. And we'll sell this, you know, sign us because we got, we got everything that Timex got. (laughs) And, uh, okay. So that happened. That actually happened. Warner signed them. And so now when you're looking at the artwork, okay, now you got to get the artwork from Timex. So my brother is the artist, the original artist that did, um, the art for rumors. That's Daryl Thompson. So they hired a knockoff artist and told this lady, hey, make a cover that is that looks like that cover for our album and everything we do. (laughs) So if you look at the name, I think her name is Devin or Denise or something like that. So, so they, they, in the, in the rap world, in the rap community, you would call it beat biting. Biting. Yeah. Beat biting back in the day. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, there was even a record called beat biting, but you know, that was like, okay, don't buy my beats, man. Don't buy my style. Don't, you know, if you're coming out, you know, rap, rap your way. Don't, don't rap like me trying to get on. That's right. So, that's what it was. It was a lot of emulation. Um, and you can see it when you look at the two, when you when you compare everything. You can hear it and you can see it. And uh, yeah, it, it, it came down to who was in the room. So why you treat me so bad is uh, thinking about your 2.0. And that's interesting because one of the first questions that what that somebody asked was what's the drum machine that was played on why you treat me bad and that one there it just goes to show it literally just goes to show exactly what was going on as far as the yeah uh, as as far as the the it was so similar that people just get get it mixed just get it mixed up it's just unreal and and you know make matters worse uh, warner brothers had a, a machine Deeper pockets. Behind them. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was a machine. Once you enter that system. So it it was, 
you know, let's erase those brothers. And, yeah, you exactly. know, th- we're going to create this new thing called Nouveau. And it's going to sound so much. Oh, jealousy, right? Yep. I have you, have you played me. Rumors versus Jealousy? <laughs> <laughs> Extreme beat biting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> extreme. I mean, yep. man, I mean, man, dude, all the way down to the white meat. <laughs> just, I'm like, man, you got to do all that, dude. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But where uh, it was the yeah. same song. I mean, a lot of groups were doing that back then. Yeah. Um, a lot of, you know, new edition bit off the Jackson Five. Uh, I mean, I can go on and on and on. You can also. There were a lot of groups emulating each other or other groups that have come before them, just trying to get a leg up on the charts, just trying to get signed. Um, I remember when I first saw Ready for the World, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Who are these dudes? Prince, the time, Jesse Johnson all rolled up in the one. It was crazy, and then like they even had the, the same drum kit. Up until the he you know the old she was. Just, so I was like, man, man, that's wow. But uh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, let me love you down. You know, I'm like, man, that sounds like a Prince joint, man. So hard, fighting so hard. But a lot of people did that, man. The the, the stuff started overlapping, you know. But. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, it's, it's, so it's I hope just, that clears it up. <laughs> yeah, and this is so crazy. And then, of course, we can't go without talking about the vicious rumor club and the rumor rap. We can't. We can't go without talking about that. Uh, oh, we get into the uh, derivatives, the uh, the remakes, and and uh, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot out there, man. Good. I'm glad you found that one. Yes, that was that was hilarious. I, I uh, actually bought that record in uh, New York City when we were um, doing some shows out there. I walked into a record shop and found it. I, I didn't know it was out until I had it in my hand. <laughs> so I actually bought a copy and took it back home. Wow. That's just it's unreal how many people have tried to have tried to you know rip off your sound and and just yeah. to, I know right it got crazy roaches they roaches. did that roaches song uh, all the parodies <laughs> there were a lot of like you say parodies uh, derivatives whatever yeah man I, I mean and and it keeps going but going and going and going and going roaches will always be funny. It. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Roach is hilarious. It's very day. It's hilarious. I love that. We actually did one show with those guys. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Love- they opened for us. <laughs> we were the headliners. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ Parr, General Jeff. Yeah, I actually met them. We actually rocked with them once. Awesome. <laughs> And here's another thing that that I that I kind of find a little bit interesting too is that you know even into the um, sorry I'm kind of up in my level here I'm getting like various reports on the app and stuff that I'm a little bit low on the app um, even on let's just say uh, I don't know how how long ago this was but like uh, mm-hmm. in the thousands you were touring with 
Samuel from Club Nouveau. That I had seen <laughs> yeah. Time. You had actually joined forces with Samuel from Club yes. Nouveau. And yes. Actually yes. Doing, doing shows. So are you still? I talked to him today. Yeah, we do. Yeah, he he does his own thing. I I do my own thing. I DJ. And, uh, when we get the call, you know, he's he's the first vocalist that that's up. Yep. Wow. Cool. Yeah, we wow. we still we do we do some of his joints and and then we fall back and we close it out with um, Timex stuff. Yeah. That is very, very cool. Well, yeah, I remember when I first dropped that question, man, I thought he would say no. Um, but yeah, I think that was 2012 when we first hooked up. But uh, I had a podcast and I was, uh, you know, just doing some some stuff. And I was like, I'm going to go back and talk to try to talk to a lot of the people that were involved. And uh, he was one. I emailed him and his brother and they came on and it was a very nice interview. And I enjoyed the energy and, and everything. And uh, I said, you know, this brother's real cool, man. Let me let me hit him up and ask him this crazy ass question. Would he ever uh, uh, <laughs> would he ever rock with me, man? And so he said, yeah, bro. When, when you want to do it? I was like, oh, okay, now. <laughs> I'm an hour. Just let me know when. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was uh, I was kind of kind of half thinking he said, nah, that's all right, because <laughs> you know he missed a lean on me. So, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, cool cat. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing these stories, man. We I heard a lot of stories. I wanted to make sure that we covered stuff that you may not have covered in, in other interviews and just kind of get get to some of the roots. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Oh, but I didn't tell you about the Morris Day thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to tell Sam. Oh, yeah. So real quick, real quick. So we're on the um, – we get off the Raising Hill tour. Our booking agent says, got another tour for you guys to go on in like two days. It's the um, new edition tour. I'm like, okay, new edition. Damn. Woo, them brothers, they, they go hard. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we've been on, we've been on all summer with uh uh running them. We we good. We can, yeah, yeah. Who else is on there? So um he says, uh Morris Day. Oh, shit. I'm like, okay, yeah, we can do that too. So um we get to Vegas. And uh, we don't meet anybody. We, we're cold. We come out of the dressing room. We do our show. We go back in the dressing room. Some shenanigans happen. That's in the book. Oh, no. uh, so now I'm upset. <laughs> I'll go into it. Okay, real quick. They changed the uh, sign on our dressing room door. When we left the dressing room to go on stage, it said Timing Social Club. We came back. It said Morris Day's Girls. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> That's over good. That's kind of messed up. The daisies? <laughs> so I'm thinking that these females have taken over our dressing room. So I'm pissed off. We, everybody's pissed off. We're like, what, what the hell? So we're like, well, we don't care. If they're naked, we're going we gonna to barge in there. It's our dressing room for the entire night. <laughs> right. Okay. So we walk up in there. We're like, mm -hmm. there's nobody in there. Joke's on us. <laughs> Everything is just the way we left it. The only thing that changed was the sign. Uh, so, but but we still pissed off. So anyway, uh, 
we go out and we're on the side of the stage. We're hanging out and um, some other things happen. That's in the book. So <laughs> um, now it's time for Morris to perform. So I'm all excited. I'm geeked. This is this is the man, the myth, the legend, Morris Day. So this brother comes out, man. He's you remember Chick, uh, mm -hmm. Prince's bodyguard. Yeah. This brother about big as Chick. Black dude. He got on a suit, big old offensive lineman looking mf'er, right? So he's pushing people out the way. Get up, get out the way. Morris is coming. Morris is coming. And I'm like, what in the f is going on? What? Get out the way. So now I'm, I'm, I, I, I came from being offended to now uh, I was at DefCon eight. <laughs> With the sign chain, now you gonna now you gonna try to push me out the way, us out the way. We on the show, bro. In fact, crack a billboard, uh, copy of Billboard uh, magazine. We charting higher than your boy right now, right? Oak Tree is down in the twenties. Rumors is floating like number two or something. You know what I'm saying? We got the clap. So I'm pissed off. So he's pushing people out of the way. Good. So so Morris runs out the back. And he's got his cape. <laughs> he runs out on stage, man. And, you know, he does the little bird call and they start they start the show. But I'm like, mm, this is my introduction to Morris. So Jesse dissed me. And then Morris, Morris, Morris me. Morris said, move, get out of the way. <laughs> no, first they changed the damn sign. That's disrespectful. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then they sent the goon. They sent the goon out there looking like a, a chocolate chick uh, bodyguard dude pushing people out the damn way. I'm like, you know what? I am tired of the time right now. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but I was hot, bro. <laughs> you unfortunately met met the two individuals who who uh, who are who are a little bit like that, Jesse and, and Morris, because you. you yeah, but if it was Monty jokes, Monty explain Moore. the jokes, but they never did. Yeah. They never did. Monty Moore, the most friendly person you ever meet on the planet. Jelly yeah, I never met, never met, never met the rest of the crew. Oh my awesome. god, they're they're all like so down to earth. Yeah, but. You know, <laughs> man. So let me let me let me say this though. Um, I just wanted to let you know because I know you're on your phone, so you're missing it. We have some of the most awesome listeners, and even one of them was concerned about your cold and your cough. So I gotta put oh. this out. Tell Marcus to drink fresh pineapple juice and cayenne pepper. See, they're looking out for you. Uh, oh snap! Okay, never heard that before. I will. Yes, people Thank are looking you. out. Man, that's that's our people. <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And we actually have, uh, I, I guess, a gentleman in here that is uh, must know you very, very well, or know the company that you keep very, very well, because he has like been dropping names like crazy. Obviously, we're we're kind of up on the time here, but he dropped Alex Hill. He said, "Ask him about Mike Marshall and Jay Logan, Natty Prep." <laughs> oh my God! Well, like, man, we don't have again. Time to do all <laughs> it's in the book. Matter of fact, as I just said. Right here, funkatopia.com slash Timex. That's F-U-N-K-A-T-O-P-I-A dot com slash Timex. 
you can get this book. It will take you right to the Amazon page, so you don't have to remember the name. And and the audio book is out. The audio book is also there. So for those that don't want to read, you can listen. Did did you get Samuel L. Jackson to read it, or are you you reading it? No, no, no. I hired a narrator. (laughs) Check out the watch when you get the book. Zoom in. Yeah, well, and this is, uh, well, that's actually a character drawing is, of the film. Yeah, this is, yeah, but so, it is a Casio for sure, for real. Casio. <laughs> Marcus Thompson, Timex Social Club. I cannot thank yes, you sir. enough for coming on the show and just Appreciate sharing it. sharing some time with us. And I cannot w- wait to read some of these crazy stories that are on here. I've already seen people. A couple people said they've already picked it up. Uh, and somebody. Oh man, it. thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And somebody actually grabbed, uh, grabbed no, one on uh, what is it? not it's uh, the uh, grab the audio book too. Uh, if, oh, if okay, you're, cool. Thank you. If, if you're on a if you're a member of what is the Amazon uh, audio Audible, book? Audible, yes, Audible. Somebody said, yeah, that I think you can get it for um, three cents. <laughs> I think you can get it for yeah. So if you're a member of Audible, yeah, if you're yeah. a member of Audible, you can get it. So yeah, you can just get it. I think they just gave it to you. Funkatopia.com slash Timex and check it out. Man, again, Marcus, thank you so, so much for coming on, man. This is great stuff. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. We really appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you no, so you're much. You're welcome. Yeah. Good night, everyone. I hope you have a fun time. We will see you next week. If you have anything you need, just let me know. Just You know how to reach us. Adios, amigos y amigas. WTF. <laughs> 